The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who fall away. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph Lord, in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And with that, good morning, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers who are in the house, and anybody else I may have missed, to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio. We use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. From the US occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at sonsoflibertymedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here on Tuesday morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsofLibertyRadio.com and also SonsofLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio, you want to watch the video portion of the radio show. That's right. You can see the faces made for radio. Head over to SonsofLibertyMedia.com. Scroll down right side of the page. And you'll see where we're streaming live there. Just blow that up on whatever device you've got. Click on the platform icon. Join us in the chat. Or join us on a Rumble page, Sons of Liberty Radio Live. Okay, Sons of Liberty Radio Live on Rumble. You guys have the link in the chat. If you want to scoot away from Facebook, okay, and you want to join us on Rumble, that'd be great. Head on over there. There's a chat log right there, too. Um, We're also on the front page of beforeitsnews.com, right at the top of the page, dlive.tv 
at the Sons of Liberty. We're on over there, and uh, we're also on Twitch at Setting Brush Fires and Roku at Cutting Edge TV. So you can do that. Now, right above where we're streaming live is Bradley's show from yesterday. That stays there up until 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, and then it goes live. He is in Michigan, so he'll be streaming live there from Michigan. Uh, check that out later today at 3 o'clock Eastern. Okay, Right above that is where you can enter your email for to subscribe to our newsletter. Remember, we don't rent your email, sell it, or spam it. You get one email from us a day. That's it. And that includes the Morning Show Archive. So all the things we're going to talk about today will be linked up in there. You'll get the video portion. You'll get the podcast. So if you want to listen, you can listen. If you want to watch, you can watch. And uh, any links and any things that we talk about today will be in there as well. Finally, if you would like to support the Sons of Liberty in what we do, we just let you know we have needs. And if you want to support us, you can do so. There is a donate button at the top of sonsoflibertymedia.com. Click on that. Make a one-time donation or partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of liberty. And when you do that, you get some discounts in the store. You get some goodies in there that they throw in. I don't even know what all goes in there now. Uh, but you get that when you become a monthly partner. Please join us in doing that. Help us keep us out there uh, on radio, on Internet, and in the 50 states, just like what Bradley's doing now, sharing our Christian constitutional heritage um, throughout the states. Also, finally, there's a store button right at the top. This week we're highlighting uh, Stephanie's book, and Stephanie is Bradley's wife. Uh, her testimony, One Heart, the testimony of Stephanie Joy Dean. Yeah, some of you guys were asking about Wheaties. I don't think it was so much an athlete. It might have been. I think it was just she did some modeling or something like that in, in there. Uh, you have to ask Bradley about that, <laughs> all that stuff. I just remember the story from a long time ago. Uh, but she tells her testimony in the book. The book is normally $7. This week, you buy one, you get one free. You don't have to remember a promo code or anything. But if you're interested in this, you want to get some maybe to share with um, maybe some young ladies in your life. Pick this up, buy one, get one free. So three fifty dollars a piece, and you can share these with uh, some friends and people you come in contact with. And I'm sure that they would appreciate it and hopefully glorifies God in that in bringing some to Christ. We, we would like to see that very much. Now, <clears throat> today, we have two guests on with us. One you know and you love, all right, uh, Captain Carl Koenigs, and he's on the line with us. But we're also bringing uh, somebody in new and Shauna Cox is a lady, I don't even know if she remembers, but uh, we actually did meet and had a meal together in Vegas, I don't know, 2015, 14, 16, somewhere in there. Uh, we were out at the SHOT Show, and uh, this was when they were having all of the trials, the Bundy, tri Bundy Ranch trials and stuff like that. And we had a meal that uh, Deb Jordan from the Pete Santilli Show had, had put on uh, at the house they had established so all the women could come in and the kids and stuff like that and stay while the trials were going on. But uh, it's my privilege to welcome to the Sons of Liberty again, Captain Carl and Shauna Cox. Good morning, guys. Good morning, Boat Rockers. Good to, see, good to hear from you. And uh, we're uh, looking forward to giving you some education with regard to the common law grand jury. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Now, Shauna, I don't know if you remember me or not. Do you remember me? I do. I don't remember you. It's, I remember your face. I'm sorry I couldn't remember. <laughs> no, that's okay. That's okay. We, so we, yeah, we, we, had a, we had a meal together, and Deb put on a spread. Uh, let me tell you. I mean, it was a lot, of, a lot of food and a lot of different, different kind of food. But they were looking to care after the the women and the children who were coming in, you know, their husbands, boyfriends, whatever, you know, were being on trial. And I thought that was just a great demonstration of love for those people 
uh, to go and do that, and she was kind enough to invite me and my uh, entourage who was with me uh, out at Shot Show that year. But we're not here to talk about that. Just wanted to just wanted to see. Now, okay, Carl. So we've got an issue with common law grand jury. Now we've had David Zuniga on and Matt Maida, and we've uh, you know talked about grand jury and establishing that in the counties through tacticalcivics.com. Those of you who are interested in that, becoming educated in what our duties are civically. Uh, under the law. And we've also talked about the enforcement arm of that, which is the militia, which you're aware of as well. But what are we talking about here and why is the common law grand jury so important? The common law grand jury is critically important because as you know, uh, first of all, uh, we need the common law grand jury. uh, uh, The uh, judge Scalia said is the fourth branch of government. What it is, is it's where, you know, we have government for the people, other people, and by the people. It's critical that we hold our public servants accountable. We see what's going on every single day, every single day, even on the, even on the mainstream media. We see how the government is getting away with violations of our constitutional laws, which are uh, attacking our, our lives, our liberty, and our property, stealing things from us, um, in our particular case, uh, Shauna was there as well as I was at the Melier Wildlife Refuge. Um, we got we have a, the perfect video. Shauna even took well a lot of the video or all the video. We also have the uh, aircraft surveillance by the FBI over above, and there's a picture-in-picture picture, uh, of the execution of Lavoy Finicum. It was absolutely horrible. We have a perfect video showing the execution where the FBI and the Oregon State Blue Coats, I call them, okay, shot Lavoie Finicum in the back. You can watch it for yourself. It's right on YouTube. And uh, they got away with, they literally got away with murder. No exaggeration. If you watch the video, you'll be shocked that everybody got away with this. Now, it is true that the FBI and the uh, Oregon State Blue Coats did a, a deep dive investigation of the execution of Lavoie Finicum. And with their perfect knowledge and all the information and all the tapes and everything, they discovered something that was very important. They were innocent of killing him. And that's why we got to have the common law grand jury. And let me throw something, let me throw something in there, Carl. Not only did they say they're innocent of killing him, they said that after they, I think they acknowledged that one of their own snipers had shot at him before before he could even get out of the car, and you can actually hear that in the video. Right. Yeah, that was uh, what. Are you talking about him or Ryan Payne? My no, I, I'm manager? talking. No, I'm talking about Lavoy. When he opens the door, you can hear the bullet graze off. I think the the edge of the the oh, yeah. top of the cab there. And right. uh, and and they couldn't. They said, "Oh, we can't find the bullet casings and and all this kind of stuff." And then they're trying to point the finger blame and all the other stuff. So yeah, there's there was a real problem there. Yeah, it's absolutely it's critical that and now now we know that is like the perfect showing of why we need the common law grand jury. We need to hold all of our government officials accountable to the rule of law, including our judges. And Shauna's working on that on her case right now. I'm very proud of Shauna. And uh, she's very, she's become very, very knowledgeable. So, I, you know, your people should really listen to this because these people need, we need justice. Without justice, our government is going to go to, you know, hell in a handbasket. 
And uh, and so I'm, you know, very excited to be here with Sean. I could go on, but I don't want to take up all this. Sean has got more information on her cases, which this particular show is going to be primarily about. And I'm just going to fill in as as uh, as 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 we need. All right, Shona, what do you got for us today? Well, I think that um, Carl wrapped it up pretty good. He made a uh, wonderful statement this week about the common law grand jury and, and everything he said is true. Um, he's, <laughs> I have been trying to teach people across the country that we are in such a dire problem. We have um, been, I've been trying to help people set up their um, committees of safety and the, because everybody in this nation needs to have a committee of safety that's what happened clear back in the time of the Revolutionary War that happened because, you know, uh, Paul Revere and all the men were being so um, oppressed by the, by the federal, uh, by Great Britain. Anyway, my, my, so my, 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 my just, let me just add in something there. When, there, when she's talking about being oppressed, the fact of the matter is we were being oppressed by our cops and our troops and our, from our government, you know, the Redcoats, okay? Yep. They were our government just like today, exact same thing. And they're oppressing us and tyrannizing us. And they're going directly against constitutional law and order, which Shauna Cox and her people from the statewide common law grand jury, in this case, the grand jury of Utah, um, are trying to get some accountability from our officials that are oppressing us and they are attacking our lives, our liberty, and our property. And that's the back then it was the red coats, today we got the blue coats and the fed coats. Okay, and they're 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 as evil and as wicked as you can possibly get. And on top of the wickedness are the judges. And if you want to talk about the regular grand jury, that doesn't work. And it doesn't work because, you know, the judge and the uh, DA, they tell the grand jury what they're going to think, how they're going to think, how they're going to walk, talk, and chew bubble gum. I mean, it's the grand juries are horrible. They're totally manipulated and controlled. And then through the years with public education, these people have been taught that they have to do whatever our government and whatever the blue coats and the fed coats tell them to do, that's what they got to do. So, so they're in this grand jury. Uh, the prosecutors and the judge, either or, or both, come into the grand jury, tell them what they're going to think and what their answer and decisions are going to be. And that's why the common law grand jury is absolutely critical to restoring the rule of law. Now, the rule of law is not statutes and codes. In fact, according to the Supreme Court, and I think the Supreme Court is getting bad, really bad in these days, but according to the Supreme Court, statutes and codes are not law. Period. End of story. Done. Statutes and codes are not law. The only way for a statute and code to be law is if it's made in pursuance of the Constitution. And those words are, are, are written down in black and white in the supremacy clauses of uh, clauses two and three of Article six. And everybody ought to read that and understand that for any law, when you're in court, the only law that matters is a law that's made in pursuance of the Constitution which has one purpose and one purpose only, to protect our lives, our liberty, and our property from the blue coats, from the fed coats, from the prosecutors, and from the judges. And with that, I'm going to give you to one of the most important people working on that right now, Shana Cox. 
I appreciate it. Okay, so what ha- he's right, and so what I'm what I'm doing is because I've tried to teach people about this that we have to have a committee of safety in every community, and the only way to hold them accountable is not in their courts because these federal courts are are all connected. It's it's tyranny against the people, and as and so the best way for us to do this is to create our own committees of safety. And that means that we have to stand up for each other. We have to do use like the People's Rights Program. It's a connection thing that Ammon, as Ammon Bundy's put together across the nation so that at least you know what's going on in your neighborhood. You, you're watching um, yourselves and those around you to, in protection. And it isn't just outside people coming in. It is inside people that have been created like armies against us. So in my own community, in my county, I was really getting upset. Um, For years, I've been trying to teach them that they need to be constitutional. You need to understand the Constitution that you've taken an oath to uphold because you're not doing it. You're just following status quo. And it makes me upset. Shauna, just for a second, um, Ammon's uh, People's Rights Organization is a kind of a pretty darn good example of uh, committees of safety, so to speak, okay? And could you just talk just a little bit more about that as an example of what we need so the people can join People's Rights? It's all over the entire nation, the entire union, every state of the union, it's there. All that you need to do is join that group, and you can help each other protect each other from the blue coats and from the fed coats and from the evil judges and all those things. Can you talk about, just explain a little bit more about people's rights, please. Yeah. The people's rights is put together because uh, when you're trying to protect each other, it's what's called a neighborhood watch back in the days um, before. And we still have them today. If you don't know your neighbor and you don't know your friends, how are you going to help them or who's going to help protect you? And when you call for the police, are, you, are they going to show up? Absolutely not. It'll be too late when a crime actually occurs. And if you have all these police officers, what happens is they turn against the people. And they just follow the judge and they follow the prosecutor. What I've discovered is that um, we need to stick together as a people. So as, as you should sign up on this, uh, peoplesrights.org, you can do it on the Internet. Or you can go on your cell phone and you just type in people's rights um, in the message and you text it to 80123. And I'd like to add in here just real quick. um, And some of you people might have heard this, but a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. And the point being there is, people, you know, you see what's going on. We have got to have, you know, like a barbecue party or something in our neighborhood, and we need to get those people to come over, have some nice grub and some pleasant talk also. But we also need to bring to our neighbors what the government is doing to us and how they're robbing us of our lives, our liberty, and our property. And even so much as like the life of Lavoy Finnegan and maybe even play a little bit of that video where it shows him being shot in the back three times in the deep snow because he actually jumped out of his car to protect the life of 
Shauna Cox, my dear friend Ryan Bundy, and uh, 18-year-old Bible singer Victoria Sharp. And he was totally selfish, uh, selfless uh, with regards to that action. And uh, what we need to do is muster up a militia in our neighborhood. We need to have a ground tactical force or three, and we need to have a designated sniper or three with all of our sniper nests all figured out to protect us from the blue coats and from the fed coats and from their evil uh, courts, because the courts do not, I can trust me on this. I work on, on the right to travel just as Shauna does and as she's doing right now. And I've had several judges, uh, 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 I'm going to call it surrender to me in court. What does that look like? It means that they dismiss my case so far, but as Shauna is doing, it's my intent to come after the judges and um, and have them provide remedy for me because I've had unlawful detention, all sorts of other things like Shauna has. I'm going to let her get to that in just a second. But I just want to impress upon the people, it's important for us to have neighborhood militias, okay, to protect our lives, our liberty, and our property from those who would violate the Constitution and the rule of law. The rule of law is not their laws. Yeah. In fact, almost all of their laws are are, are, are are against the law. Yeah, Carl. So, Carl, let me let me interject something here. We we the people in this audience know that we that's what tactical civics is all about is about installing these and installing them lawfully according to the Constitution and such in place so they can work hand in hand. But uh, you're making mention of this community safety thing that Ammon had. Just want to throw this out real quick. Peoplesrights.org, peoplesrights.org is where you can sign up for that or you can text the word rights to 80123, rights at 80123, text that, rights to 80123, and you can become a part of that. Now, I think they divvy that up uh, by where you're located in the country so that you're you know, surrounded by people of like mind and you can do those kinds of things. Shauna? Yes, and I appreciate that. Yes, because we want to put in a good word for that. Uh, <clears throat> it's not the full thing on a committee of safety, but it is this, the defense arm of that. In the committee of safety, we also have uh, many other things that have to be put into place. So you're going to have um, uh, <clears throat> volunteers who are there to sit in council meetings, to go to the school board meetings, to, to pay attention to things that are happening in your community. And make a difference. We had to absolutely turn some our, our county around because they were trying to make an ordinance for a Second Amendment sanctuary county. You don't need an you don't need an ordinance, people. You've got already the law. The law already says shall not be infringed. We don't need more laws. And this is the problem because what happens is I find that we have installed in every community, every city, every county, every place. Attorneys. Now, I ha have to say this because every nation that's been taken down has come because of wicked attorneys and um, wicked judges. And a lot of them, we can't. I can't put them in a basket. But the problem is they don't understand that they are actually committing treason on the people. Um, they don't have a right to interfere with our travel. They don't have a right to take away our weapons. They don't have a right for all the things that they're doing that they think is their job. They just do things because they're told to do them and they do it. And now we went from in our County alone, when I was young, we only had one sheriff and one deputy. Now we have like 85 officers and we don't have 
hardly any more people. So why do we have these standing armies in our communities that we're funding and they're the only people who have money who are exempt from um, inflation and, and everything else. So when everything goes down, the government's still running. We okay, can't do that because government doesn't work that way. And One more point I'm, that I want to bring out that's absolutely critical. They're actually committing insurrection against the, the laws and the, and, and the Constitution itself. Um, you know, Sean, we actually have a right to travel, for example, and they're committing insurrection actually against uh, federal and Supreme Court precedent, uh, plethora of federal and Supreme Court precedent that literally protects our right to travel without a driver's license or vehicle registration. And that is, by definition, insurrection against our form of government. Yep. And that's why we need committees of safety. Go ahead, Shana. Okay, so what I'm what I've been really worried about is <clears throat> that nobody dares stand up. Listen, in my community, I've lived here my whole life, so I know all these people. I know their kids. I know the I know those parents. I taught them in school and scouts and and everything in church, and they don't mean but evil. They don't really mean bad, but they don't understand the Constitution, and we failed to educate them on the constitution. And so this is a really difficult thing because I have to go against all the people that know me and they can't understand what in the world I'm doing, but I've tried to teach them and they don't want to come because, you know, people don't want to talk about the constitution. Their eyes roll on the back of their head. They don't want it. But do you understand that this is what's happening because we're going, falling asleep at the wheel. We can't allow that. That's right. Educate to liberate. We cannot allow that to happen to us. So what I've told the people, what I'm trying to teach them by example is that I'm I'm not going to sit down and take this. It's not it's not an issue. Uh, it's not that I can't afford to pay a speeding ticket. That's not the whole. That's not the issue whatsoever. It's that uh, let me, let me trust me. This costs me a whole lot more than it does for a speeding ticket. Now that's the easy way out. That's, they know that. That's why they just want to take your money and run. You have to stand up. I, it, it makes me sick to my stomach when I drive by and I see another officer pull somebody over that did absolutely nothing wrong because they went five miles over the speed limit or they did, which is totally unconstitutional. Number one. And immoral. Just, and immoral, by the way. Amen. Amen. And, and the only way we can do this is to take them out of that court and bring them into the common law grand jury of their peers that they're afforded in the Constitution. And remember, it's the Magna Carta that and the Constitution that gives us the rule of law. It's not case law that goes away from the Constitution. That's right. It, it, because that makes them a king. The yep. judges are not kings. That's right. Well, th that's exactly right. And I think that's what they're they're doing at Tactical Civics. For both of you, I think I've told you, Carl, but Shauna, this is what Tactical Civics is all about. It is about restoring the grand jury. It is about restoring the, the constitutional militia, which has been demonized and virtually does not exist for, for the, uh, at least constitutionally, where the, the states are approving officers and doing all these kinds of things. And it's, it's established and it's a useful arm of the people to enforce the law or to bring about the 
um, enforcement of the indictments that the grand jury brings on. So then the, the obvious question is, and I know people are asking it, okay, how do we do that? Now, I know in tactical civics how we do it. We band together in our communities, our counties. That's usually how we're, we're designating it. We band together in our counties. We go and we demand of our representatives in the county to establish, at least for us in this technological age, an ability on the website, the county website, whereby we can submit the evidence for the grand jury to look at and then convene and determine whether an indictment should be issued or not so that the militia can then go enforce that indictment on the criminal or traitor, whichever one we're dealing with, uh, on them for that for that reason. And, you know, it goes back, it's further than the Magna Carta of the Constitution. The Bible is the foundation here. Western culture, as far as its law, was laid with the Bible. It is God's law. And God's laws were moral laws. And so when they when he when he laid out the moral law, he's establishing that for all men. And you know, they used to have that in the Old Testament. They would have the elders who sat at the gates. And if you had an issue that you took up, you took it up with the elders, and the elders came and they brought it out and it was among the people. And if there was a punishment, like a capital crime punishment, that was handled by the people. It wasn't handled by a guy in the back room or a guy, you know, he's got a black bag over his head or something like that. That was handled by the people, and God said that was in order that the people may learn um, not to do what this person dear, did and that they may learn to fear the Lord. So there, there's a process in that. What are, you, what are you finding out? Because I know a lot of people, even with tactical civics, they go, oh, that's just too much work. we got to go back to school again? Yeah, you're always learning. This is the one thing I tell people about this show. When I bring guests on, I want I bring them on because I want to learn something from them. Um, I don't know everything, and so certain people have certain skills, they have certain understanding, life experiences, and they can bring that into the mix to help me better understand what I'm to do, and hopefully what the listener is able to do as well. What are you doing there? You're teaching the Constitution, but in in the process of that, how do you interweave something like a grand jury in there? Well, here's what happened. When I was in Oregon and I went to that court, I had to defend myself. And, and I went through the federal rules of criminal procedure, and I had to learn these things with the help of others. And I saw what was going on in the courts at that point. And so I saw how they're, how they're forming their grand juries. And they aren't of the people. They are people that they knew in the back room, maybe a clerk or somebody that's in the courtroom or their friends. That's who the grand jury is. But remember, they're in secret and nobody can know their name because of retaliation. So when when the when um, we're allowed to have a jury of our peers, who the heck are your peers? It's not somebody in another county or somebody. It's people who know you, uh, your friends, your neighbors, the people who think like you. They're in the same kind of business. So therefore, there's not just a standing grand jury. It's going to be a grand jury for that particular individual. And people who know about these things, right? And they know you. So they're going to be able to say whether you're a good guy or a bad guy. Um, and they care. So we have to form our own grand juries. And therefore, you have a common law grand jury is of the common people, which is you and your friends. And it has to be facilitated by an administrator. And there will be other investigators that are part of the common law grand jury 
who go out and it's reported. Everything in this is already set up in the Magna Carta. If you go back and look in, um, I don't know if you call them article, paragraph 61 of the Magna Carta, it tells you exactly how this is put together. And we didn't get rid of the Magna Carta. It's a, it's a, a, a contract between the people and the king forever in its entirety. And it started there in England, um, in Great Britain. And in 1297 is when King Edward said, okay, I'm going to guarantee this forever in its entirety. So the laws that you see today in the United States are admiralty court. They follow the Magna Carta mostly. But what happens is they've twisted it and turned it, these attorneys have, to make it beneficial for them. Because remember, they are the ones that create the contention so that they can be employed. That's right. They have become That's right. leeches on the society. Yeah, that, no, that's exactly right. I was going to say, this little document that I've got should help a lot of people, uh, Adam Heikla, uh, yeah, uh, to go into court with. Uh, because I under, as I understand it, it separates you out from everybody in that court, that you're the honest party when you go in there in the first place. But you, you're exactly right. They follow it up to a certain point, and they do what Jesus condemned the religious leaders, the attorneys, if you will, of the day in Matthew 23. They were looking for the technicalities to get out of and weasel out of what they did under the law. In other words, Jesus said, you say the one who swears by the temple, it's nothing. But the one who swears by the gold of the temple, oh, woe to him. You know, what's greater, the temple or the gold of the temple? And so he condemned them. He pronounced curses upon them, woes. And the same thing's true in our day. You were mentioning that, Captain Carl. And so this is why the people, but the people have to be educated. I think it was Thomas Jefferson said, a people can't expect to be free and ignorant at the same time. That just doesn't happen. And I think in a large measure, the people have been ignorant. And I don't, there's a part of me that says we should blame ourselves for that ignorance. It's not like we don't have access to all the information. And at the same time, we've not been taught. We haven't been challenged. Most of us have kept our nose clean, you know, for most of our lives. And so we haven't had any real run-ins with the law or anything anything like this. We've just kind of went through our life. But we don't even realize our enslavement. We don't realize our oppression until it finally comes to our door. And then when it comes to our door, we go, what do we do? Well, we go get one of those those wicked attorneys you're talking about, Shauna, uh, who are out for themselves. And so they want to charge us four or $500 an hour when they talk to us on the phone, when they're doing whatever they're doing. And then we get a bill for, you know, several thousand, tens of thousands of dollars and they haven't done anything to help us, but they've enriched themselves. Is that right? That's correct. And you know what? It's, it, that's the problem that I, I see that makes me so upset is because nobody's there to help you. Um, they it's called rico when they we were charged with um conspiracy to impede federal officers which exactly put it on the the shoe on the other foot i've learned that they charge you with for the crimes that actually they are committing i tell my kids you know if you point a finger at somebody there's always three coming back at you and that's exactly what the government does they're charging you with all kinds of things but when actually they're the ones doing the crime and this is where I, I got upset was because I'm saying, all right, well, you've got these att attorneys in every city and every county, every 
county uh, commission, every city council, even the judges, they turn to those uh, attorneys to get advice from them. And all of a sudden you've empowered these attorneys with some kind of an ominous power that they have these huge egos and they think that they're kings and it's uh, wrong. And so we have to either teach them that they've took an oath to uphold this constitution. And that's what I'm telling them. You took an oath, you swore to God that you took this oath that you will uphold this constitution. And then you have to go to article six, clause two and three, and where it says that in every state, the judges shall be bound thereby. They're not standing with that. They're not living up to that. Remember that the constitution is natural law, God's law. We know that. They know that, and they swore to uphold it. Now, a lot of them are saying, well, I didn't really take an oath. You did take an oath, because it says right there, you cannot even hold an office, a public office, unless you take that oath. That's right. And you have to have... You have to have the oath, you have to be be bonded, and you have to be insured. That means that I'm a general contractor. I have to have a license. That would be my oath. I have to be bonded. So if I burn down your house, that that bond will cover part of it. And my insurance is I have to have property exempt from sale so they can come and get restitution. Can you tell me how many people actually get restitution for the from those people who are oppressing them in the government. Yeah, not who get restitution in in the courts anymore. Yeah, not many not many people. Look, we just had a we just had a family on yesterday um and this was uh the headquest uh a state trooper rear-ended them at more than 100 miles an hour but this guy comes up and said, "Yeah, I'm the guy that hit you." And the family gets charged, they're having to go to court. And you can see just from the image that's in the video and such, this is what it did to their truck. This is the the mother and one of the boys. She had uh, five kids in the truck with her. Um, you know, they had the, the mother and the boy had a broke nose. This is the officer who was involved here. And uh, and, and you know what? They're not using the common uh, kind of attorneys that other people use either. What they're doing is is they've got a guy, a friend of mine's dad, and I thought he was kind of joking when he said that because he was so young looking, uh, but they're, they've they've really dug into the law, and you're talking about somebody that can spank people. I mean, really spank them. Nobody messes with this family, uh, not this family that I pointed out, but the family that's helping them. Nobody messes with them in that area because they've been spanked so much. And so it's because it's when people understand how the law has been written and how the the masquerade of the color of law has been put over it. And these guys can rip that color of law apart, show what the law is and point to the guilty party. And that's exactly, that's exactly what we need today. I want, well, to, put, I want, to, I want to put in just one more piece here. Uh, the tie in uh, with the common law grand jury is the fact that the constitution for the United States of America actually calls on common law. Our laws in this country are based uh, on the Magna Carta, which is common law. And our country's laws, I mean the supreme laws of the land, are based on the Magna Carta, also known as common law. And it's vital that you know that, and that's what John is uh, referring to. So there is a black and white written uh, articles in the Constitution that refer to common law. So the so hang, the hang on hang on a second act- hang hang on a second Carl would you can you cite those for people just who might be asking 
Sure. Uh, let's start with uh, uh, the Seventh Amendment law. It's very clearly written in there. And here I think I can even cite it for you directly. It says here, in suits at common law, suits at common law, when the value in controversy shall exceed $20, the right of the trial by jury shall be preserved. And no fact tried by jury shall be otherwise reexamined in any court of the United States than according to the rules of common law. Now, the Hammond Ranch family that we went to uh, protest for, and which was the reason why, uh, what, the, the first reason why we took over the Malheur Wildlife Refuge uh, in protest for the family, the, the Hammond Ranch family, then it proceeded to... Uh, then we proceeded to execute the laws of the union, which is our personal responsibility and duty under Article 1, Section 8, Clause 15. That's the duty of the militia. And the militia is defined as the organized militia and the unorganized militia. I'm just going to go through this real quick because I've got to get back to common law. Uh, but we, the unorganized militia, are all Americans between the ages of 17 and 45. So your duty, your duty is to execute the laws of the Union. So what are the laws of the Union? The laws of the Union are the Declaration of Independence, which is the first currently existing law in U.S. Code, and it's it, it's the current law. It's the supreme law. The, the Declaration of Independence and its two dovetail documents of the supreme law of the land called the whole Constitution and the entire Bill of Rights. That's the purpose of the militia. And that's why every American is in the militia between the ages of 17 and 45. You can't get out of it. That's the law. And then uh, if you're above 45 years old and you have experience and knowledge and you can work with the militia and help the militia in any capacity, uh, you can still stay in the militia from that aspect. But if you don't have that, then at age 45, you're supposed to retire. Uh, yeah, so uh, okay. we're, we're in common law, and that's that's the law that we really primarily need to enforce, or any law that's made in pursuance of the Constitution. The Constitution, not in one place, attacks uh, our lives, our liberty, or our property. The Constitution specifically made to protect those. Yeah, let me and that, up here. Ryan. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay, so what I what I'm trying to get to is that we have the Constitution. Um, that actually gives us our Bill of Rights, what those Bill of Rights, what I'm trying to do is hold them accountable, especially to that oath. And when I read them that oath, see, they can't backpedal because it says, and this Constitution and all the laws of the United States in pursuance thereof. So all those U.S. codes that were that I'm citing are the law. This is the rule of law that they are that they've swore to uphold. <clears throat> so if you'll notice in my case, if you go to the statewide common law grand jury.com, pull up my case. And as I'm talking to that judge um, and the attorneys, I never quote case law any place. I'm all. Whoops. We've got a, we've got a hang up there. Okay. Um, we'll wait for, Shauna, she may be froze up. She may need to come back in. Carl, I don't know if you can get in touch with her or not and uh, see what's going on there. She may have to log out and log back in. You know, one of the things, Carl, that you mentioned here, you're talking about the common law and a controversy shall exceed $20, the right of trial by jury. I know for a fact there are people who have credit card debts, and the credit card companies want to go to the judge, and they want the judge to just 
rule in their favor because they showed them some documents and want them to put liens on people's houses, on their property, all this on unsecured credit cards, right? And then they don't want to give a trial by jury. They just want the judge to rule on that. That seems like that's that's a clear violation of uh, of the Seventh Amendment of the U.S. Constitution, is it not? Oh, he's on the he's on the phone there. <laughs> All right, so we'll let him we'll let him do that, and we'll bring him back. But it seems like that's a a clear violation of that. And the reason it is is because they're not following the law. They're doing the exact same thing. That the that these these legal religious guys were doing in Matthew twenty three, and that's why Jesus condemned them. They were taking advantage of widows. They were taking advantage of orphans. They were taking advantage of the people. They were putting things on them that they couldn't, that they didn't do, nor did they use the finger to lift the burden off of them, off those people they were putting it on. And Jesus condemned them for that. The people are doing that today too. Yeah. Police officers, yeah. sheriffs. Um, your, your representatives, judges are putting things on you that are not law. They've made it up, and some of them knowingly do it. Some of them don't know. They're ignorant of the law, and they're just in that position, and this is what they've learned, like Shauna said, case law, and case law is not law. Many right. times there's this appeal, and I've said this over and over. When you go back, just and this is one that just sticks out in my mind because I remember writing on it, to appeal to the quote unquote conservatives and the um, the, uh, the the constitutionalists, the Christians of the day, was to was to speak to them in such a way and say, "Look, when you had the Hobby Lobby ruling, right? Remember that just a couple of years ago, a few years ago back, when you had the Hobby Lobby ruling, that was a, clearly a First Amendment issue that was pr- they were protected under that, and uh, as a result of that, what did the Supreme Court do? Well, they made mention, they said First Amendment, but they didn't really get into what that meant. How did they rule on that? Well, they jumped 200 years in the future to a bill that Bill Clinton signed, 1993, about protecting religious you know, freedom, which wasn't necessary. That's what Shauna was talking about earlier. It wasn't even necessary. The First Amendment does that. But these political grandstanders stand up and say, we want more bills. We want more laws. Even the conservatives who say they're for smaller government— their answer is always bigger government, more police officers, uh, write another law, set up another institution or whatever the case may be. And that's problematic because they never get down to the nitty gritty of the simplicity of just enforcing the law. Sean, I'd have Can you back. hear me now? Yes. Tim, yes. Tim, if I may, just real quick, um, you were talking about Jesus Christ and what happened back in those days and so forth. Um, you know, during the creation of the Magna Carta, the way that came to be is that people were getting so sick and tired of having their lives, their liberty, their freedoms, their property oppressed, that they literally came up against the king. They literally had a sword to his throat. And that is why the king signed the <clears throat> Magna Carta. And that's what the common law is. It's from the commoners, from the people, from we the people in the case in America. And that's why we have the common law. It was the people coming up against the their so-called judges and the king and his and his and his nobles and lords and all that kind of stuff, so that we could have freedom and liberty and live in peace. You know, where where our government, where our so-called government in that case, you know, monarchy would leave us alone and let us live uh, with our with our property and our freedoms and our rights. Good. Amen, uh, Shauna. 
Anyway, yes, yeah, sorry, I had to come on my phone because they're messing with my computer, I'm afraid. Okay. Um, they do that once in a while. <laughs> That's for sure. Um, they don't want us to, to further this. So let me tell you, I'm worried um, about the people if they don't stand up. And I know that this is my job. I have to do this. I have 13 children, 53 grandchildren. If I wow anything at all, we have to have we have to have a generation to to help protect our rights because we won't have any shortly. And so I'm so for me to be put in jail was like crazy. I they put me in jail because I refused to uh, go to their courts and have to pay the fine. I'm not coming in, and and that's not an, a, a jailable offense. The offense that isn't is because you don't show up, and because. Um, I didn't have a driver's license. They suspended my driver's license because I didn't pay the fine. So they get you coming and going. Well, that's okay because we have the right to travel without a driver's license. And that's what the Supreme Court already established. That's, that's, called, that's called taxation by uh, citation. Citation, absolutely. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, so what I'm trying to do is show people, but what, what, what opened my eyes is when I got into the prison and I would try to explain to these, these uh, young men. OK, I have to say young men, because I knew that we had voted not to put that prison in our community because of this very thing. But, you know, the politicians went ahead and did it anyway. And then those same politicians, it's their children that are running the jail. Right. So they're in there and I and they're good kids. I know all of them. I, like I said, I coached them. I taught them. I, and so I, I love those kids and I love their children and I, and I know them, but then I see all the other half of the community that's been put in jail because they did something which was crazy. All right. It's not a big deal. You can smoke and drink and, and eat whatever you want to. That is not against the constitution. You can't make laws that tell people that they can't take drugs or they have to wear masks or they have to be vaccinated. That's against your Fourth Amendment. That's you right. can't do that. That's right. Right? So that's not a crime. And and 90, over 90% of our people in jail are victimless crimes. And so you can't just you can't just arbitrarily start putting everybody in jail. So I see what's happening while I'm sitting in there and they're they're coming by and seeing me because they're like, what are you doing here? And the people who really know me say, Shauna, what's the plan? Because in the community, they know that I'm not a criminal, right? So they're wondering what in the world I'm doing. Well, while I'm in there, I see all the other kids that have been put in jail because of they've either smoked, went to a party, drank, did something. But it's, but it's the same problem. But those are good kids too. But once they're in a small community like this, and they're uh, sitting behind bars, and then they come out in the community again. They've they're feeling shamed, like everybody's looking at them, and they because they've gone to jail. And I mean, it's yep. really crazy. Uh, and those same officers are know where those other kids live, and they follow them around, and they and they pick them up for everything. So now the the attorney thinks that they have this some kind of power over you to put you in a drug court they're gonna take you they're gonna do all these things and they this is terrible and so we have a very probably almost the highest rate of suicide in our 
small area as across the nation. And this is the problem I see. And I was so upset because it was another one of these kids. And this was the situation that had occurred with their life. And I knew that I can't let this happen anymore. I'm like a mother to the whole community. I am not going to let that happen on my watch. So I'm going to do whatever it takes to stop them. And I will drag them into common law court. And I, I mean, because these guys in their courts think they're doing the right thing. And I try to explain to them and they're not listening. Yeah. And so I, sometimes I think sometimes kids have to be spanked. Yeah, I, that's exactly. I know what to do. They they do. That that that's exactly what they need, and this is the reason for that common law jury is to really get it out of the hands of those who are are bought and paid for, so to speak, or those who are just ignorant, and to put it in the in the hands of the people who are who are uh, who know what they're doing. Now, some people ask about jury nullification. Well, jury nullification only works if the jury knows they can nullify, and they have to know what the law is first. They have to be educated in that, and if they're not educated in that, well. I mean, that's as good as, I don't know, um, you know, throwing sewage on your house to try to clean it. That doesn't make any sense. So there there has to be an education process. I go back to what Jefferson said again. You can't remain free and ignorant. You, you've got to put forth the effort. And, you know, guys, I think pe- pe- plenty of people are ready to go to a rally to follow a political jersey. They're ready to, to convene in Washington, D.C. to vent their anger at the system, but they can't spend an hour a day studying and listening to people teach them what the law says so that they can enforce that law uh, as the Constitution says. They're not willing to do that. They're willing to have the party. They're not willing to go to school. And I think that's our real problem here. Yeah. We, we don't have the people with the desire to learn what to do, why they need to do it, and how to keep their, their liberties here. We're running out of time here on the show here. Do you got a final word? We've got about 30 seconds here. All I can okay. say is I just, that I just want to make everybody one quick, stand up. Okay. I just, want to, make one, I just <laughs> want to make one real quick point here, and that is, uh, Shauna, you just said a couple minutes ago that you were not a criminal. But Shauna, listen, I got to tell you, just like me, we are extremists and domestic terrorists, just like all the parents who have school children today. We're all extremists, and they're all coming after us, according to the Department of Justice. So I don't know if you were telling the truth. I understand. Yeah, well, and that's... I understand strong. Yep, that's exactly right. Shauna, Captain Carl, thank you again for joining us. Guys, that's what they're wanting to label us. They're wanting to make us criminals according to their standards, just like the Pharisees of the day. Go read Matthew 23 when we get off here. But we're the ones to put them in their place. We're children of the Most High God. We're father, we're, we're heirs with the Lord Jesus, and we should bring that. Catch Bradley at 3 p.m. We'll be back with you 6 a.m. See ya.